listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mir, this Tuesday morning. Let's turn to our first topic and guest of today. In the next 10 minutes or so, we're talking to Sad Guru Shri Madhusudan Sai, who is a renowned spiritual advocate and also has a unique mission to feed the world so that nobody goes to bed hungry. And he's here in Hong Kong because Feed Hong Kong, which is a local charity that feeds the needy population in Hong Kong, has hosted an event in honor of him. And it's also with great pleasure he joins us on the line right now. Good morning to you, Sadhguru Sri Madhusudan Sai. Thank you very much for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me here on your radio. Yes, and now I know you have a, a global mission of service and spiritual uh, service across 33 countries. Now, you have a special focus on nutrition and also education. Why are those areas so important to you? I think it is. it goes without saying uh, that how much every one of us needs food every day. Food is our fuel without which we cannot function. So I think the first thing that must happen to all the people in the world is that they must get the right kind of nutrition to remain healthy. And only when they're healthy can they pursue other interests or other passions or any other profession, including getting oneself educated also needs one to be healthy. And health comes from good nutrition. Whereas in the world today, as you see, even though we are kind of a $100 trillion world GDP, yet close to 700 to 800 million people go to bed hungry every day. And that is something that concerns me a lot because I feel that the growth that the world has seen is inequitable. And uh, despite all the material progress that has happened, there are so many of them who have been left behind and without even proper nutrition, they are incapable of being productive citizens of the world. So right from the children, babies, to mothers-to-be, to pregnant women, to the elderly, we take care of their nutritional requirements across the world, as you mentioned, around 33 countries. We have a school breakfast program and then we have got program for mothers so that they deliver healthy babies. And then we have programs for the elderly who cannot afford to cook for themselves or get food for themselves, even they are served. And apart from that, anybody who needs food is provided with one meal with through our nutritious uh, feeding the world program and through many kitchens that are serving across the world. And these are the ways we thought we can heal the world of these inequalities which are plaguing the world today. And so nutrition goes, you know, in a long way in kind of leveling this difference in the people who are haves and have nots. And then education, of course, you know, once you are having a healthy body, you are fed, the next thing you must contribute to the world in some way. Whatever skills, whatever knowledge you have, you must be productive. And for that, education is the tool. So education makes us uh, more productive, contributing citizens, and that's how we can kind of pull our weight in this world. And that's why education is a great leveler. And I think every child, every person who deserves an education must be given an opportunity to educate oneself. But again, there are inequalities. Not everybody is capable of afford, to afford this education. So those who have a little more in their lives, those can create opportunities for the others. They must take this um, you know, plunge of um, service in order to provide equal opportunities for all. So these are the two areas. And of course, the third area of healthcare is also something that we cater to. We have a large chain of pediatric cardiac hospitals across the world, including Fiji Islands, Sri Lanka, Nigeria, and lots of them in India, almost 15 centers. They also serve mother and child programs. 
So these are the ways we are trying to kind of give opportunities to everyone in the world, whether they're born with a silver spoon or not. Everybody deserves an opportunity in life. And that is something which I feel is the collective responsibility of the entire society. And that is what we are trying to achieve. And I think you're absolutely right. It's, you know, These are some of the things that some people might take for granted. You know, many of our mm. listeners might not know the feeling of going to bed hungry or that feeling of hunger day in, day out. And and you, you, you hit the nail on the head. You know, it's not just about feeding the children and the elderly and the pregnant mothers. Mm-hmm. It's about giving them healthy food and nutritious meals. So what sorts of things do you feed them then? Right. As I mentioned to you, we have a program which is which covers the entire spectrum, right from babies who are just born to the elderly. So for we have formula, infant formula, which has been scientifically designed. It's called SciSure. And that's uh, for the infants, for the toddlers, for the school-going children, for adolescent girls, which is, again, a very important segment where we need to ensure that the girls get right kind of nutrition, which includes all the micronutrients that they require, the minerals, the vitamins, and other complementary you know, nutritional requirements that they need for growing well. So all that is provided, including pregnant women and lactating mothers. So we have a very scientific way of doing it. We have a formula because everywhere we cannot cook and feed. The country is very big. In villages, we cannot do these kitchens. So we have a formula which you can just mix with water or milk as the case may be. And you get almost 50 to 60% of your daily nutritional requirements through this wow. one cup of Aisha. And that's making a big difference. We have seen you know, tremendous improvement in children who are severely or acutely malnourished, in women who are underweight while delivering babies in Africa and India and many parts of Southeast Asia. We have seen the difference. And on the other side, we also run soup kitchens. We call them as grace kitchens. And these kitchens are running in Europe, in America, in India, in Hong Kong. The feed Hong Kong is the program which comes under that. And through that, we also give meals, which are hot meals. These are vegetarian meals, hot meals to people who need it. They are elderly people who cannot cook for themselves or fetch food for themselves. So they can come and pick up a pack. Sometimes we also give dry ration, you know, especially during COVID times, we could not open the kitchens and run them. We also give monthly... Uh, ration packs which will help them to do eat something at home so this is the way we have served all in covid time alone we have served almost five million meals which was just to ensure that people don't go hungry when nobody's there to look after them so these are there's a variety of uh, you know programs which is available and based on the country the age group and their nutritional requirements programs have been customized to the need of the people I'm sometimes I'm so surprised and shocked by the statistics that we're surrounded about food. Now, according to the United Nations, that there is enough food produced today in the world to feed everyone on the planet. But we're seeing yeah. hunger still on the rise. I think some of the statistics that you quoted, you know, something close to nine million people globally still go hungry. What can we do to ensure that people around us in our society, in our community, don't go to bed hungry? I think the day food got commoditized, Mm -hmm. that is the day all these problems began. And when countries produce surplus, they look for markets to sell them. And when they do not get the right kind of price, they choose to rather throw the grains in the sea instead of sharing it with those who are less fortunate. And that's happening every day. And because of too much of commercialization of food grains, 
this has uh, led to this situation. Otherwise, as you mentioned, there is enough for everybody's need. But as Mahatma Gandhi says, in this world, there is enough for everybody's, every man's need, but not even for one man's greed. So I think you know, the equation of food production and distribution, especially to those who cannot afford it, that is something that needs to be set right. So countries who have surplus, they have to look beyond economic models, beyond profit making, to serving a larger cause. And the United Nations and their World Food Program and many such programs have come into existence where people are participating in this program, but that is not enough. What I'm trying to convey is that, yes, there is something being done by these world agencies, a lot of civil society agencies and bodies, but that is not sufficient because it doesn't reach the last person all the time. So we need a very large uh, concerted effort by all people of the world. Anybody who has a little surplus, a little more, a little extra, must find ways to reach it out to somebody who cannot afford to buy it or cannot have it. And to many agencies, voluntary organizations, including the ones like Feed Hong Kong Limited, this has to be done. But I think at the root of it all is some greed and the, the commerce behind food. It's unfortunate that we live in a world where you know we look at everything from the or through the prism of profit. And once we don't do that, I think the world will be a better place and nobody will go hungry. That's my solution. I think you're absolutely right. Thank you so much for your time this morning, Sadhguru Sri Madhusudan Sai, who's very kindly shared your wisdom with our listeners. And I look forward to chatting with you once again in the future. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for having us here. And thank you to all your listeners as well. Have a good day. Thank you very much.